Welcome to the Trying to Be Better podcast with Joel and Steve. Recording is in progress. Good morning, Joel. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to the Trying to Be Better podcast with Joel and Steve. I'm Joel. I'm Steve. And I'm also tired as fuck. <laughs> I want to right out there. I want to I want to thank our listeners for the um, well, Steve, I, first first off, I want to thank you for that lovely intro that you put on last week for our anniversary episode that wasn't us at all it was a replay of our first one but i listened to the intro man and that was really sweet it was really cool i got a little misty-eyed i I got a little misty-eyed making it actually yeah Mm -hmm. it was like wow we've been doing this shit for a year Mm -hmm. and just like the list of people we've talked to like i never would have fathomed that's what got me i was like wow it was like all over the place all over the country all over the spectrum of what people do and yeah which and was think, kind of i think loosely our goal so you know here's to us yeah Cheers. i i think that if if we've done anything well is that we've uh we've we've made it a point to reach out to cool people and talk to them and today is no exception but i i am <laughs> i'm really excited uh danny is waiting in the in the yeah, zoom right. like hey i'm here, we, I'm here. um so yeah, man. Thanks for that intro. That was super. And thanks for listeners for being sort of uh, flexible. I I was I just opened and closed a show at the university I teach at, and um, it went really well. But man, oh man, I've been out of that kind of rhythm for a couple of years due to the pandemic. That's real. Well, for what Ooh. it's worth, Joel, I saw the show last night and it was great. I was really. I mean, it it was you know it was the feel good hit of the summer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would, yeah yeah thank it was, you uh yeah no i mean it was dramatic and i thought really well executed thanks man yeah i, I appreciate it. it it and i and i know that you know this from like people coming to see you know your shows like when uh when when you're when your friends and family come i i uh i don't it's not lost on me that like you know to have to have people come support the the shit you do it just means the world you know cool huh yeah it really is so Thanks for coming and listeners. Sure, thanks for, thanks for being flexible with us. Um, what other housekeeping do we have, man? I don't know. Follow the podcast on Instagram at trying to be better podcast. Uh, email us at TTBB podcast at gmail.com. Oh, and I want to thank uh, today's guest uh, turned me on to another Lincoln podcast. Uh, called, it's the always chilling podcast Yeah, with Tom and skinny D. And uh, so I started listening to that and I love those guys. Yeah, I, I check. Steve sent me the the shout out episode. They kind of shouted us out, and that was the last one. Yeah, threw the gauntlet down. Like, let's get <laughs> let's. And I reached out to that. I, I think I think a cross pollination podcast with them. I think is sure. Happen. So I just I really I messaged with Tom a little bit yesterday, and I think you know it was just a good conversation, mostly about tech stuff and like how do you do your podcast kind of thing. But I I think we'll get together at some point in time just to yeah because you know. <laughs> yeah, and I'm gonna say this with a little bit of a barb. We're very different people. <laughs> but uh, um, <laughs> but uh, I think that uh, we're pretty simpatico in a lot of ways, and it'll just be great to talk to those dudes. So, what I gathered from their podcast is that they're able to 
I, I, what I loved about it was when I listened to it, like when they turn on a dime for a topic, they just go. And it yeah. was like, it was, it was a great execution of the, the art of conversation. I think you and I do that fairly well, but I'm like, sure. those guys, those guys got it down. Yeah. So. There's not a lot of dead air there. No, man. They like, they kill it. It's uh-huh. awesome. Yeah. So. Hats off to always chill and be sure to check those dudes out. Yep. So anyway, uh, today's guest is Lincoln artist, Danny Renault. Say hi, Danny. Hey, how's it going guys? Hey man. Hey, Danny. It's good to see you. Um, I, I'll be frank. Joel doesn't know Danny at all. Nope. Um, other than the last five minutes talking about Pearl jam. And, yeah. uh, and uh, I know Danny uh, from, well, 2013, 2014, I played in a, what would you call a string puppet orchestra? Punk. We like, that's how we, that's the box we put ourselves in, but we didn't not, I mean, we were all over the place. Type of, uh, you, you, you could tell that string puppet really was pulling from that early nineties punk grunge. Just sure. Like- yeah, done. we had our mo- like. I sometimes we were kind of doom chorus. Sometimes there was a red hot chili pepper thing happening. Yeah, you know, we we pulled from a lot of stuff, and that kind of was made it entertaining. But anyway, Danny, who'd you come? You came through Jeff Campbell, is that right? Jeff, uh, Jeff, Jeff's daughters went to elementary school with my oh. kid. That's how oh. I kind of got to know Jeff. Sure. And then one day he was like, uh, "Yeah, I'm in this great like punk grunge band called String Puppet Orchestra. You should check us out sometime." And I was like, "Well, it's right up my alley, and uh, the name is fantastic." <laughs> I always dug the name. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's I want to hear you guys play. And then you know, he knew that I was an artist. I don't know how he knew, but he just kind of figured it out and. I really wanted to get into like gig posters and I knew the only way I could do that was lashing onto a local band that didn't have anybody to do sure. gig posters for him. So I was like, Hey Jeff, can I come hang out? And you as know? luck would have it. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's exactly what we were as a band with the gigs coming up that we needed posters for. So yeah, worked out pretty well. It worked out really well. And, yeah, I, and, I love- I, and it helps when you love the band, when you, when you really enjoy the band, you know, makes yeah. a difference well i you know that was uh that was my experience and i've talked about this before but we only spent a year working pretty hard like twice a week probably um putting together a tight little 40 minute set of original tunes played it four times then broke up <laughs> that's per- yeah. that's that's like that's that's also early 90s punk grunge yeah, yeah, yeah. You, and, you, and also you know it. we we uh you know we grossed a total of about 12 cents mm. so for all of that so it's like you were doing it completely right for that that yeah and that, you know right. yeah. It, <laughs> but i mean i yeah. thought we like we were pretty good like yeah. oh yeah. yeah i think i really enjoyed most it. of our original songs were pretty solid you know and I and I and I need to I need to correct the record because I think last time two episodes ago I was talking about the band and I said that Jeff Campbell was like our primary singer and songwriter, but I need to also like he uh, uh, Jeff Tate composed the, like he wrote the bulk of our lyrics I think, and so I need to give a shout out to to Tater because uh, he was you know the front man and and I think our primary lyricist. I didn't sing much, so I didn't pay a whole lot of attention to that, but he was great. He had a ton of energy mm-hmm. yeah. and then he just like got on a bike and left. He did. He was like, guys, uh, I'm riding my bike to Oregon. And we're like, but we, oh, whatever. <laughs> I ran into him the morning that he left. Oh, like yeah. 
I was, I was, uh, I was riding my bike to work and we are, our bikes crossed paths. And I was like, Hey Jeff, he's like, yeah, I'm going, I'm going <laughs> right now, right now, right now I'm yeah. on my way. And, well, uh, I was like, dude, don't die. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. I think he left in like November or something. Yeah, it was, it wasn't, I, think, right I, I don't know that there was a whole lot of like detail planning in that. No, it was obvious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, with yeah. that, with the band, we'd kind of gotten to a point where it was like, this isn't working. Mm. Despite the fact that we had some good material, like there was just enough conflict and and just dysfunction it's like this is not happening like this is not a, a 10 this is not a stable situation so we we're kind of collectively like i don't know what are we going to do about this and then jeff left so it's like well i guess we're done yeah <laughs> that's kind of that's how that happened just as an outsider who i'm i don't know if i was at all four shows or not but three out of the four i was there mm-hmm. um and then plenty of practices you guys were five completely different people oh totally which is i think what made the band interesting actually yeah yeah but like uh yeah just five completely different guys and uh it 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 made for a very unique sound and a a good groove and uh it was a really cool kind of four gig yeah well like i said i mean we you know we we were just we burned too bright to live there it (laughs) is yeah there There it is there you go yep so anyway, I'm, you know, as, as I bumped into you at your show, I just, man, your, your show down at, um, help me with the name of the place. My brain Flats. swim. Turbine, Turbine Flats. Flats. Turbine Flats. Yep. Like your art's just really awesome, man. And, um, but it hit me. I was like, cause you, you know, said, Hey, and Hey, and, um, I'm like, that's what I've been thinking about is leading up to this conversation. I'm like, you know, I don't really know Danny at all. Hmm. Like no, you were really. around. But you kind of did your drawing and I did my guitar playing. And when we were done, I was like, well, later, you know, because I yeah. had two small kids at home and had to go to work the next day. You know, like I was out of there. <laughs> and uh, so I'm really curious. Are you like a Lincoln guy? Are you from here? Or I am not a Lincoln guy. No, I, I was born and raised in Kansas in a small town right outside of Manhattan, Kansas uh, called Junction City. I know. Where uh, that's at. Do you know Junction City? Yeah. Um, I was born, I was raised uh, right around all the K-State stuff. So Lincoln was never somewhere I wanted to be. Or oh, sure. Because you, you, you bleed <laughs> the enemy. Like, you bleed like yeah. purple. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, I don't keep up with college ball nearly as much now as I did in the 90s when it really mattered. You right. know, in the Big 12 and Big 8 and stuff. But yeah, so grew up in Kansas. I went to school out in Seattle. I got my degree in video production at the Art Institute of Seattle. Nice. And then, um, you know, the West Coast is just expensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it really is. And, mm-hmm. and uh, Seattle's gone through a lot of changes over the last ten years or so. There, um, uh, it, it's it's a uh, you got to have a really good job. Yeah, to yeah. There yeah, and really enjoy. You know, I all I, the benefits I, I li- of- when I lived in California, I like to say I was like, you have to you have to start at about. Two hundred thousand dollars to really just relax and enjoy it out there. Like I don't, I don't, and and those jobs are you know whatever. But yeah, it's hard. It's hard. It's it's uh, it's not it's not for the faint of heart, you know, or the or the small of cash. <laughs> or my dad came and visited us. My family did uh, when we lived out there, and uh, 
for whatever reason, we went into a grocery store and I remember my dad just stopping at the jars of jelly and just, you gotta be kidding me. (laughs) (laughs) And a $6 bottle of jelly. That's that's. And he just like, just like my grandpa all over again, just complaining about gas prices, but he was complaining about jars of jelly. And, uh, but it was true. And then when we moved to, to Lincoln, um, we, it took a, quite a while for those prices to really set in and like, man, this is so much cheaper. Like yeah. I was still like, when I go to the grocery store specifically, I was still like mentally calculating West coast prices, you know, and then I mm-hmm. get to the cash register and it's like $200 cheaper. And yeah, it's why, very nice. Why, how did you end up in Lincoln? Uh, it was, it's kind of a weird thing. We, I had, uh, unfortunately both my, my grandparents, both my grandfathers passed away in the same month, oh, uh, boy. in December, uh, and they were, one was in Kansas, one was in Missouri and it was December and I was in Seattle. And I couldn't get back for either of mm. their funerals. And that really kind of, that was, that was kind of tough, you know? And so we wanted to be closer to home, but not come change this light bulb close. You right. Know? Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. <laughs> light bulb close. That's, that's yeah. my new phrase. Like you want to be close, but not light bulb close. Right. <laughs> So, uh, we had friends from Lincoln about a a boy who, um, is feeling really lost and alone. Um, his parents are out of town. He's staying with his grandmother and she tells him, you need to go for a walk. Was get out in nature. Mm. And it's called Max and the listening tree. And he runs into this tree and starts talking to him. Oh, that's awesome. Relationship of nature and humans and, you know, how we need each other um, just to create oxygen and carbon dioxide and all that kind of stuff. And um, there's some mindful moments where the boy, you know, it's mm-hmm. trying to calm his, you know, reset himself. And um, so those kind of things really resonated with me. But Paula's husband is uh, an artist named Bob Hall. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of him. I know Bob. I know Bob. I know Bob. I know Bob. Mostly because of the local <clears throat> theater scene, not because of his extensive career as a as a comic book artist. But yeah, I know Bob. Yeah, it's funny because I knew nothing about his theatrical career. Yeah, going into this, I only knew him from oh, comic wow. books from yeah. Marvel and DC. So I had no idea that he had this whole theatrical side to him. Yeah, yeah, he's a he's quite a talented director. For sure. Real, see, I, I, I look forward <clears throat> to seeing what he does, you know, yeah, having you the should. opportunity to see. He, um, he's, he's, a, he's a good example of a local uh, director who can make Shakespeare make sense to Midwestern audience. Really? You know, like mm-hmm. I, I can't even do that because I want to get so conceptual that it loses every, you know, but he, he is, uh, he makes Shakespeare work for a Midwestern, Midwestern audience and it, he's a real gem of the community for sure. He's a great guy. He's, um, you know, when, when we sat down to do this book that I'm working on now, they didn't really have a, uh, a script and a story yet. They just mm-hmm. had the idea. And so we're like, how, how are we going to do this? And it was his suggestion. He said, you know, when I worked at Marvel in the 70s, uh, we had this issue too. And we decided that we would just let the artist illustrate the story first. And then the writer would come right over the images. Nice. And it's like, like the exact, it's 180 degrees from the first one. Exactly. Yeah. Nice. So completely. So I, we had this idea of the boy going out into the woods and talking to the tree. And, um, we kind of had some beats that we wanted to hit 
you know, within that story. And um, they said, do you want to just go for it and kind of illustrate this story before we write it? And I was like, <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> you know, it, well, there's no pressure, but also at the same time, like, uh, I don't have the, the, the pressure of having to draw Batman walking down the stairs because that's what the script calls for mm-hmm. is far greater than just coming conceptualizing how I would see that scene play out, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, I just thumbnailed kind of my sto- I storyboarded out the whole thing, just kind of how I'm going to do it. And, um, the, the flow of the script or of the story and, um, had that all done for him by the end of last year. And, uh, then this year I've just been painting, you know, mm. once it's kind of set in place, been painting. And then we started that in November of last year. And then, um, by May we had a script for the images and now I'm just like, I just finished up, up, up. that's, that's one of the pages right there oh, behind cool. me. Um, I've got a little bit of, you know, just kind of fiddling around with it a little bit more before I, I say I'm done with it. And then I just are, have one more double page left and I'm done with it. So are you getting a co-author credit on this? I, <laughs> I, <laughs> do you want me I, to call, I, I'll call my, I'll call my, my talent agent or my lawyer and sure. It sounds I, like, sounds like you write. I mean, that sounds like you get an opportunity to sort of create and write this deal, which is super cool. It is cool. It's, it's, I, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. um I because of it I've re- I'm really like uh kind of possessive yeah. you know like right. about the idea and the concept and the images that are in it. Yeah. Um I feel a lot closer to it. Yeah. You know because yeah. it really is and you know my my goal with it was to if there wasn't any words would you know what's going on. Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. And uh I figure if we have that as a good baseline um whatever we figure out for the dialogue, it's just going to work. Okay. So how, how much of this boy is, is Danny Renault? Mm. Um, none of the boy is me. It's all my sons. Oh, um, sure. The first book um, that just had one character in it, this little boy. And he was completely based on my middle son, Oxford. Mm. This book um, is the, the images, the, the idea for the boy is really based around my oldest and youngest who are, pretty much twins of each other mm-hmm. um so uh the the boys right around my youngest is age around seven or eight you know and uh so there's a lot of him in there but as far as the emotional standpoint goes there's i guess there's a lot of me i guess you know i really related to that um we all deal with loss and tragedy and suffering and, and sure. fear you yeah. know and uh, it doesn't stop when you when you grow up. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're when you're young, you have these same emotions that you feel now, but you're in a smaller body and you and with less understanding of what's going on. And so these emotions are just so much bigger. You know, well, and and a brain that isn't fully developed yet. Exactly. Yeah. So it's when 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 a child gets to a place where he's really lost or feels alone or feels sad or upset for whatever reason, they can't really work it out for themselves mm-hmm. just yet, but they're right. still dealing with these emotions, you know, and yep. it's really hard to shut them off. 
Yeah. So don't have a way to, to effectively process it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and so that's what I hope that this book goes a little way into, into helping with that, you know, helping because I mean, we all have shit that happens in our childhood that 42 that affects me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I just hearing you talk about this, I'm like, this is a book that could have been, and still could be a very benefit to, you know, the eight year old that dealt with the divorce. He didn't understand you know, in me, I can't wait to read this because it sounds like a book I could have used then and probably can use now because of what you're describing is, and, and, and I love, I love my family of origin, but it felt like at times that, uh, that big feelings were not allowed. Mm. <laughs> at least that's the message that I got. I don't think it was their fault, but that's the message that I heard was that this big, this big feeling is I don't know what to do with this and you need to lock this down because it's not allowed. Get you know what I mean? Kid. Yeah. Right. It's not good for survival to be dealing with those big emotions. You got to lock them down. You've got to like toughen yeah. up and right. move toughen on up. because this world's going to kill you. Right. And you can either whine about your boo-boo or, you know, you can right. you just push yourself, you know, and that's, it's, yeah. uh, you're eight. Stop crying. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so helpful yeah. thanks thank you <laughs> yeah so um you know for me illustrating you know and I, i've read so many children's books to my children and my wife has read even more to them mm-hmm. that the the grown-ups um perception of the children's book is also important to me yeah so, you know as i'm looking at this i'm like well what if i was reading this children's book i, I want it to be enjoyable for for me to look at, you know, because I've read a lot of really bad children's books, you know, as you say, as a parent of, of, you know, as a parent, thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Because there's some of those books, like if I read, if I have to read this one more time and there are some that I found genuinely delightful and I would read a thousand times. Mm. You know, that's what I, that's what I hope, you know, that's what nobody illustrates a children's book hoping that it's a one and done for, for a reader. I'm right. glad I checked this out of the library and didn't buy it. You know, I, I hope this annoys the shit out of the parent that has right. to read this. Yeah. Right, right. yeah. <laughs> keep the dialogue down. So you're not reading, you know, three paragraphs per page, you know, yeah. make sure it's a good bedtime book, some quiet moments. That was important yeah. is that it's a quiet type of book, you know, so that if they're reading it at bedtime, it's kind of a good segue into that peace and calm or, yeah. hopefully we'll see how it goes you know it's not I'm it's still a bunch of papers underneath my desk so what's the timeline for that danny we don't so my part um should be done by the end of probably in the next two to three weeks and then the book will be fully illustrated and then we don't have a necess- like a hard timeline on it we just wanted to be done with it by the end of this year mm-hmm. okay. we have a guy named aaron completely forgot his last name he he works at unl he's in the graphic department or in the he's one of the professors there and he does mm-hmm. all the like uh, design layout mm-hmm. and um teaches that kind of stuff he's going to put the book together and i'm really excited about what he does you know because mm. i'm really excited to turn creatively turn this over to somebody else and see yeah. what they do with these pieces you know i'm not really married to any sort of layout or, um, you know, he'll create the text boxes and stuff. And I'm really excited to see what he does with it. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm happy with what I've done with it. Let's see what you guys can do with it. Now. I really like the collaborative. Aspect. Yeah. 
That sounds like that sounds like really ideally you're given a lot of creative control over your component, but you're also you're given the boundary of you don't have to worry about that other stuff because we've got a an expert for that stuff. It, it sounds it sounds like you know kind of how you know ideally uh, the performance theater world should work. It's like you do I'm going to do my thing, and then I can't wait for you to do your thing, and we're going to work symbiotically rather than everybody trying to. <laughs> do everybody else's job for them. <laughs> oh Lord. So much better when, when, when you have a good um, person to collaborate with creatively. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why bands are so much better than solo acts. Yeah. Know? Right. It's just, you have those other people to play against. Yeah. That's real. Tell you no. Right. But when they need to tell you no. Well, it's like I, I said that to Steve when he really turned me on to the Grateful Dead. It was like everybody in that band is doing their own thing together. Yeah. It's like, that's it, man. That's the dream. You know, the, the Grateful Dead, I don't know about those guys. All I know is that once you go down that hole, you don't come out of it. Right. <laughs> There's some truth to that. Yeah. Can confirm. Like, I'm kind of looking at the edge at it. Yeah. All right. Not, not uh, yet. You know? not, ready to, <laughs> not ready to jump off that cliff yet. But, you know, I've never met somebody who's been like, yeah, I like the Grape of Dead. Right. You know, it's like, no, it's, it's, uh, they're okay. Yeah. I've been to 327 concerts. Right. You know, that's the answer. You know, there's no halvesies there with, with Grateful Dead. I just got done reading. I just finished a book chronicling their journey from 1995, right after Garcia died to 2015 to the big final show in Chicago. And it's fascinating. It's really well done. A lot of the stuff I already kind of knew because I was going to shows around that time, but like, what my favorite quote from the whole book is somebody asked Phil Lesh in 85, like, how, what do you like? Why are you guys uh, sticking around for so long? And he said, we're waiting for a chance to get even. Oh. <laughs> wow. And it, that like that, uh, like after Garcia died, uh, uh, Francesca, my youngest daughter is kind of asking, she's kind of actually interested in all that just because of uh, she lives with me, you know? But I was like, imagine yes, a choice. Ima- <laughs> right. She's a captive audience. But like, imagine this machine that makes a tremendous amount of noise and kind of confounds everybody around it. But you kind of can't look away from it. And it just runs on inertia and it runs and it runs and it runs and it generates a tremendous amount of energy on its own. And then the linchpin that falls, held it together, dies and it just, mm. it just stops. And there's all these pieces of this thing all over the place. Yeah. And then to watch that it's like a Frankenstein thing kind of sputter and lumber back to life in all the individual pieces fighting for survival. That's what it was from 1995 Mm. to 2015. Mm. So how are they now? Like, like how, Um, I know you just got back from Red Rocks, I think. Yeah, no, uh, Denver. It was great. Denver. Okay. It was a very different thing. There's two primary camps there. There's the Bob Weir camp and the Phil Lesh camp. Mm -hmm. Okay. And they're both great. They're just very different things. They have very different visions of what um, that should be. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. You know, it's really like the Hydra, you know, cut the head off and five more sprout up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I worked with a guy um, in early 2000s who who toured with Grateful Dead in the 80s. Um, he played uh, played tambourine and organ. And nice. uh, I mean, this was his story, you know, right. that he toured with them for a while. And, uh, he was the kind of guy you're like, yeah, you, you, 
if there's anybody that I believe toured with the Grateful Dead, it's this guy. You know, he just he had one of those bucket hats, you know, that Gilligan wore that yeah, looked yeah. like he'd been wearing it for 32 years. Sure, and, yeah. I have one. Um, <laughs> you know, Part of the uniform. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he he toured with the Grateful Dead by it, but you know, they're just one of those bands. My cousin in Oregon, and she's a proper hippie. You know, right. she's she has a farm out in the Oregon coast, and and uh, she's a big Grateful Dead fan into a bunch of shows and just that there's people that are into them that are like they are into them and and i don't know fish is the same way too i think fish is kind of like the yeah they're you know second generation but it's yeah it's really for me today what it's about is the just the community yeah and Mm -hmm. and that 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 was the big thing from those big chicago shows that joel went with me too in 2015 is the music was not great it was okay yeah it was more exasperation than inspiration yeah. but but the the gravity of the event was incredible it was incredible yeah and it will never be that it, it uh i mean there's been books written about it you know right. i mean just uh um it was for me it was uh a closing a loop it was, but it was also being, it was just this tribe of people that's international. Everything from, you know, friggin' Tipper Gore to the Dirt Surfers to Bill Murray to Bill <laughs> Walton to yeah. heads Al of Franken. state, Al Franken. Uh, uh, what's the, the, um, j- um, oh God, the, uh, what was the thing? Uh, Game of Thrones, that guy. Oh, George R. R. Martin. Yeah, he was in the audience. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was there. You know, yeah. I mean, just and just and plus, I mean, I ran into a guy that <laughs> I used to party with in Northern Virginia 23 years earlier that I hadn't talked to since 1992. We ended up sitting next to each other. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's... Explain that. <laughs> Explain yeah. that. We yeah, hadn't man. seen or been in contact with each other since 1992 and in 2015 we literally end up sitting next to each other at soldier fucking field see life is weird man life <laughs> is really weird but and like he, i went and- i went to those shows with the intention of of like sealing it off mm. thanks for everything guys right it's your and, closing and the fact that this guy who was with me at the beginning ended up sitting next to me to help me close it off explain that so cool Dude, it's that's uh, the kind of stuff that happens in the Grateful Dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. So anyway, what I what I'm curious because we can talk about that forever, but the <laughs> what I'm curious about is this how you got involved with this. Explain to me the mayor's art show thing. Oh, that um man, that was just a, an incredible, humbling, awesome. What was that thing called? I'm trying to think of the, the event. Awards. Say that again. Mayor's Arts Awards. Okay. And they have it for every year for like the last forty something years. And is is do you know Troy Gagner? Yes. Yes. Okay. Troy's great. Yeah. Troy's cool guy. He is. He and he's the new executive director there. There we go. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. Deb Wilson was the was the um this executive director for many years, and she's fantastic. She's just a wonderful woman. And uh, this was her year to retire, spend more time with her grandkids. And um, when I found out that Troy was taken over for, I had worked with Troy, you know, um, several times about just being involved with the art council. And uh, he's just a great guy. 
um, they, uh, Lincoln has just been, the Arts Council and Lincoln in general is just such a great art town. You know, there's just mm-hmm. so much more going on here in the arts community than people realize, you know, and the Arts Council is, is a big part of that. But they they gave me a call over the summer. Um, I had I'd, uh, I'd set up the art festival in 2019, and that was my first art festival. And I did really well, and they gave me the Emerging Artist Scholarship nice. for that. And that was great. And then, of course, 2020 was 2020. There was no... Sure. There's no nothing. Right. Um, and then this year um, we did it again and I was awarded best in Nebraska. And that was, that was incredible because at the time when, when they like, I, I'll tell you in the minutes leading up to them walking up with this award for me, I was sitting there like, well, I was sitting, I was standing there looking at all these incredible artists around me and thinking, I should not be here. I'm just <laughs> lying to myself. I don't belong. Mm. Um, these people are phenomenal and I'm a pretender, you know, all this mm. kind of stuff. And like, I was mentally having this conversation with myself, like, what would it be? What would it mean to, to like pack up tonight and like not even show up tomorrow? Because oh wow, mm-hmm. this is embarrassing. Yeah. You know? And, uh, I'm having that conversation with myself when I turn and all of a sudden there's this group of people there and they hand me this award, you know, and, um, you know, that, that was one of those things like, I don't know. I don't know how to explain that. I was just one of those really, uh, maybe, maybe I'm doing something right. You know, Mm. it's one of those things where you, the you know because i i i hear that i totally get it uh the imposter syndrome stuff of like i don't deserve this accolade or i don't deserve this experience but um sometimes when they happen they cut through if you're if you're ready for it you know and it and it it doesn't it's not necessarily like a validation it's just like well maybe all these people aren't wrong maybe the shit between my ears is (laughs) yeah it's it's uh you grow up and you and you draw well and you get all your classmates to ask you to draw stuff for you constantly and you your mom says you're good you know (laughs) but you just don't believe them you know like you're only asking me to draw this because i can draw better than you you know and uh not because i'm actually good it's just i can kind of put your thoughts on me and you know moms always think you're the best at whatever and you know you just don't ever believe anybody you know at least i didn't i never believed it's like and and when they would say this is really great you're like your taste in art really sucks man (laughs) that's right that's right you know um and so you fight with those things in your subconscious and and your subconscious i'm learning a lot about subconscious right now you Mm. know it's uh i've been kind of on that journey of like trying to be better you know yeah um and uh just realizing how much the 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 rhythms of your subconscious come into play and like Mm. maybe you don't think about this negative thing for for a few days but like just like clockwork it'll pop back up yeah Mm -hmm. and it's your subconscious is how you train it it's what 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 you what you allow to build momentum grows more and more and if i keep on telling myself i'm a shitty artist you know, mm-hmm. and nobody really wants it. And everybody who buys from me is just like charity because they like me or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
that kind of stuff builds momentum. You know, it's a train yeah. going down the track and in trying to stop that and have confidence in who I am. And yeah. uh, as an artist, uh, it's really tough. It's really tough to get out in front of that train and, 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 and slow it down, you know? And it, that's really kind of something I've been trying to, to focus on since getting that award. It's like, well, I got that award. Like, why can't I mentally accept this? Mm. You know, why can't I accept? Why, why am I thinking that they're giving me this because they just like me, not because my work's good? You know, that is, that is a fascinating. Uh, those are, that's, that's mind blowing, dude, because you accepted the award physically, but it took you a while to accept it mentally, spiritually. And also, you know, <clears throat> I really relate to what you said about, you know, you, you, if, if the, if the dark train is given enough steam, I'll get on that train every time, you know, and, and why does the positivity look like fucking Thomas, the, 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 the train, you know what I mean? Like, that's fucking yeah. stupid. I'm not getting on that fucking train. I want the train with the uh, skull on it. and ashes. Shooting yeah. blood out of its stack. That's the yeah. one I'm going to get on every time because I keep getting on it. And I know that, you know, but I'm working with that too. I, I think I've talked about this on the pod recently. Like, I had a, I had a full-on panic attack because I had, I have three projects this, this school year that are fucking amazing. But I shut down because i'm like I, I can't do all this and i if i do all this xyz is going to fall apart she's going to leave me i'm going to lose this i'm going to be embarrassed blah 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 and i've been trying to work with telling a different story and getting on little thomas the the tank yeah. engine like <laughs> yeah. dude everything's yeah. gonna be great like i don't want to fucking get on that i want to get on the blood here's, train here's yeah the it thing feels about better to get on that blood train yeah because well, i know it the blood, the blood train is like that's the one that really has the, you know, the energy. It's exciting, it. but you're right. But the but Thomas just performs the next right action. I know. Well, he you know the thing the is, is right that action. that's it. Tom Thomas will will grow. You know, if you get yes. on that train, yes. and it'll become like the the just as powerful as that blood train. You know, that skull train, if you let it, if you stick yeah. with it, you know, if you let them go down the track for a little while, it will. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. that other train is just. That's, you know, going with the flow of things is the most e- is easy, you know, and if the flow is just this this negativity and resentment and yep. um, self-doubt, yep. it's really easy to hop on that train. Let's go. Yep. I believe you. I believe what? you. I'm not worth anything that I'm a pretender and I'm, right. you know, and uh, it's a lot harder to stop that because it's so much work to stop it. People don't stop it. Right. You know, it, they just let that subconscious build and build and build and build until they die, you know, and then it's like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to, right. you know, I think that I think what you're describing too can be, you know, the idea of going against the stream. I think people talk a lot about going with the flow and, and that's, that's, that's a little bit scary. I don't, I don't operate like that because my flow, my conditioning unchecked is down the shitter. The flows right into the fucking sewer, right? right? Cause that's, that's what I get attached to. That's what I like. That's what my conditioning tells me to do. And, and in, you know, I think the Buddha talked about like it, it following the Dharma or living differently however you want to look at trying to be better is it should be about slow, taking slow, steady steps up against the stream right? Like you have to get your footing down. 
You have to feel, you know, that there's a lot of conditioning coming your way to go get on the crazy train, one foot in front of the other. It's going to feel like you're working really hard, but it's, it's slow and steady against the stream, which is what I really like. Yeah. It, well, it takes time to build that momentum that you really got to build in order to continue to stay um, focused on your goals and in a positive frame of mind so that you can achieve those goals in the correct way and not like fight against them and eventually break them into your will. You know, there's, there's, uh, there's definitely times to go with the flow and times not to um, the, <laughs> yeah, just like you said, I'll flow myself right onto the couch watching, you know, Tiger King, you know, or whatever. <laughs> uh, and that's not, but you know, another flow is like when I'm getting into when I'm, when I'm creating something, when I'm painting something and uh, there's, there's definitely a, a, a moment when you're doing that, that uh, everything else just kind of goes away. You know, yeah. and you can really see best. what's about to come and what, what, what you're doing. And it really is the best. It's, um, uh, you know, a lot of times when I'm working, I'll throw on a podcast or just music or whatever, and, um, just kind of let myself get into that, that zone. Mm -hmm. And that's a, that's a good kind of flow, you know, that yeah, you want to get yeah. into. That's the, like, I, I am not a visual artist. I can't draw stick figures, but, but playing music, mm -hmm. it, it's, it's when, if I'm in a space where it's like, I'm not even really conscious of the guitar being there. Yeah. Like that's, that's where the gravy's at. I mean, obviously yeah. I have to have some technical uh, proficiency to be able to be in that place, which I don't have much of. So this is a fleeting thing, but, uh, <laughs> but you know, if I'm sitting there thinking like, ah, oh, man, that doesn't sound quite right. And why is that chord like that? And there's not very many people here. And, you know, why is that? I can't get my feet feel weird. Like if I'm, if I'm in that space, <laughs> it's not, you know, that's not great for anybody, mm -hmm. but if I can just strap on and say, let's do this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, you're, you're a musician. So, you know, I, to me, music is just like the easiest thing that we have in our three dimensional physical world to get us quickly mm -hmm. into whatever mood we want to be in. You know, it's his sound is so physical, mm -hmm. like, you know, metaphysical, really. Yeah. yeah. You know, you can look at a painting and you're observing a painting and you're like figuring out what does that artist want me to, to see or what do I see or whatever. And there's a, a figuring out, you know, between you and that visual art. But with mm -hmm. music, you know, especially if it's live, yeah. you know, or just turned up really loud. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's uh, music is, is, how do you pull you where it's at? It's magic, like, mm -hmm. and, and in the best sense, it's not like it's it's literal alchemy and magic. You have to put all these things these things together, but you know, a dark star from seventy seven can take you to another dimension, and an annoying riff, like some some pop hit from the nineties, can take you back to getting rejected at the VFW I, dance or you know I, what I mean? Like, I, I was yeah. in, see, yeah. I, see, I take, I was at, at the grocery store this morning getting some breakfast stuff and today's, you know, top country hits were playing. And I just, I just, I, I, I just, I feel so sorry for like, like yeah. the, the most you can achieve out of life is getting that drink in your hand. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, Oh man. It's, it's yeah. just, I just, I just shake my head. I just shake yeah. my head and get my stuff and get the hell out of there. Hmm. Country you music know? is such a, I just that's, don't, that's the no, best you can hope no, for, buddy. You just get that drink in your hand. You know, yeah. the more I drink, the more I drink. 
<laughs> it's like that's 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 a song. The yeah. more oh, absolutely, I, yeah. That's a, that's a song. Yeah, it's also and, an uh, AA meeting, right? But <laughs> yeah. like, it's just that that, that like that, that that thing is like, yeah, man, you don't need to worry about any of that. Just get that drink in your hand. And I'm like, I like, I I guess just keep you just keep just keep just keep fucking that chicken, man. <laughs> 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 yeah you know it's it's so unfair you know it's so easy to like really really harp on country music because it's so easy to understand how dumb some of the lyrics can be you right. know mm. um it's a little formulaic it's just a touch it formulaic. is but there's you know there it's that's every single genre you know True. country music i have a, a a specific you know we're all frequency we're all vibrations right we're all energy you know just yeah and and uh, for me, like Pearl Jam is just like like right on my frequency, you yes. know. Free music is not on my frequency at right. all. Like right. it just does not vibe with who I am as a person. Mm. Um, there are good country songs sure. out there, hundred percent. And it, you know, and if you go back further in time, the better it gets. You oh, know, agreed. where yeah, it's yeah. where you get to just like a Hank Williams Senior, where it's just him and his guitar, and yeah, you're just good. like this is an artist and a songwriter, and you're listening mm-hmm. to it, and you're like, you can that. To me, it's like that, that kind of stuff I was referencing in the grocery store. Like that is uh, written by algorithm to (laughs) to to embed to to like it's like the lowest common denominator to just get into. If you you're not not a whole lot of thinking happening there. Mm. Just gonna make you feel good. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, and, okay, and there's so a place for that, it's, it's, you know. And right, it's it's pablum basically, it's, and, and that's and and, and I'm guilt, like I, there's some pablum that I enjoy tremendously, actually. You know, yeah, it's just it's different. Just, what flavor do you prefer? Sure, and, you yeah. know, do, is it, I don't prefer the country. Yeah, yeah. For well, for that, I'd rather listen to it with you know a poppy. But the, but, but I mean to talk about the formula though the formulaic algorithm that's the blues as well but yet we we revere the blues and i'm not i'm not comparing pop country to like you know lead belly i'm just saying that like there is a and i i i'm gonna steal danny's sort of compassionate view with with music tastes because it's like well that does like you said pearl jam i you know we are on the same frequency my friend that is my that is my frequency but yeah, some somebody's Georgia, you know, Florida Georgia line is my, you know, their Pearl Jam to that. It's like, well, that's your frequency, and that's not wrong. It just means that's what you, that's that's where you connect, and I will let you connect there. Where your 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 subconscious, your mind, your whoever you are, yeah, that's the frequency that allows that you're okay with listening at it. You know, you're ex- right. okay for accepting information or make uh, letting this make you feel good, and that's. You know, that's why there's so many different genres of music and people really drill down. They have their taste. No, this is and this is what I identify with. And that's why I think people identify so, so easily with bands or with musicians or whatever, because it's it's touching something within them that they can't necessarily explain to somebody mm-hmm. else. You know, it's uh, the, the way I feel during. And, you know, you can get it with with a band or an individual artist or with a song, you know, some some one hit wonders or bands or whatever can just have magic a four minutes of mm-hmm. magic mm-hmm. and the rest of it just is a, a, just a, a a mess you know right. but for that four minutes man they nailed they, it they, they nailed did it. something 
you know? Yeah. Um, but, and, and I, and I've tried to like expand my musical taste a bit. You know, I have, I have some good friends that I hang out with every week and they, uh, they're really into like old school Americana stuff. You know, they really like like rockabilly, like fifties sure. and sixties rock and roll. Mm-hmm. And they like, like old school country, mm-hmm. but like their old school country goes all the way up to like the early eighties. And like, you're getting into like some really, that's, mm. that's when I I'm, I'm out, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, um, when when I was hanging out with them just a couple of days ago, we we get together and we hang out. We we have a record player and we listen to records and we'll watch mm-hmm. TV and just hang out. And it's a great time. Mm-hmm. And uh, we actually um, Kent Walgamont, you know. Oh Kent, yeah, right? sure, right. Yeah, he's one of the my buddies that I hang out with. And you know, he's just a, tr- a trove of musical yeah, knowledge. Yeah, I'd, know, I'd, you, I'd love to sit down and do you know pass the needle around no well not heroin but you know what i mean pass the record <laughs> yeah, needle yeah, yeah. around with yeah. him and just like listen to and just like pick his brain about stuff that'd be cool we should have him on yeah he's 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 really fascinating he really knows everything mm-hmm. you know he's heard it all and he's seen it all and he's mm-hmm. you know done everything so we'll listen to records or whatever and this this week they threw on with the wailing jennings yeah. you know yeah and um it's really that old school 70s country mm-hmm. music but yeah there's um speaking of frequency that slide guitar man i cannot handle it at all oh i love like, it I really i are pedal not slide, but still string still pedal string steel guitar. yeah pedal steel 20 um, like i just i could I listen said, to pedal steel all day long man <laughs> done right you, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah done right you know it's and i and i we were listening to this song and i'm like man you know the song wouldn't be bad if they just rid of the pedal steel. got rid of that steel guitar. And I <laughs> and said that or something along those lines. And my buddy throws his hands up in the air. Oh my God. I just <laughs> love I like that. Sounds like heaven to me. It brings yeah. you back to being a kid. And, oh, wow. and uh, you know, I'm like, it, it does not do that for me, you know, at all. Right. And it's just funny how, how, you can have two human beings in the same room, listen to the same exact thing and uh, have just completely different reactions to it. Yeah, that's sure. why it's like that. It's that frequency. I, I love that, dude. I am totally going to remember that because I will judge the shit out of somebody else's choices of what they listen to. And it's like, you know what? That's what hits them for whatever, for all the conditioning, all the things they like, their parent, all of it. It all wraps up into that. And if it's, you know. Yeah, the radio yeah. station that our body and our minds are tuned to. Like I'm tuned Ooh. to this radio station. And then if it doesn't come in on this frequency, I'm not going to listen to it, you know? Yeah. And if I try to move that knob to something else, yep. you know, a lot of static and a lot of irritants, you know? Yeah. Irritants. So, yeah. I, you know, and I listen to all kinds of great stuff with them. You know, that that's, it's, that's like a, it's like a music history class. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. And, that'd be and, super. Um, it's like it's like passing the ox cord around on a road trip. You know what I mean? I'd love to do that. That sounds like a great time. Just like sitting, spinning records with pe- different people. Like bring bring what you're into. I, I think that I think that we're getting close to the time. So I, this is a great segue, <laughs> right? It's a- this is perfect, right? Oh, I've had a great time. Um, what is uh, what are some of your bona fides in terms of music though? Like what are and you mentioned Pearl Jam, so I may pick your brain. I want to leave some time for that. But like what are what are your top 
two or three, or maybe a more interesting question is what are you currently vibing right now in terms of music that, that might surprise us? You know, I have been on a pretty hardcore run the jewels kick for like Mm. the last year, year and a half, just Mm. read, just discovering all four albums and uh, just kind of like letting killer Mike dictate my, my thought process on a lot of things, you know, they're just, they are to music right now. I don't think I've heard anything hit harder than run the jewels. Like there's no guitar in there, but it is so incredibly feel good, aggressive rage against the machine. Like mm, that I just can't get enough of it, you know, and I've never heard music like it before. I've never heard hip hop produced like that before, like LPs, the way he creates beats and music and the way they flow off each other is just, I can't get enough of it. Well, so they, they've I really know what been... I'm listening to this week. Yeah, you definitely need to check out Run the Jewels. They, I mean, they're, I, yeah, it's almost like when they came, it, when they hit, it, it felt like it, it's punk. It's like, that's like punk. It's like a punk vibe. It's like, it's like, uh, it, 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 it floored everything else. And you're like, they are, they are, they have something in a, they have lightning in a bottle, right, with this. And it's like, this is, I don't know, it's transgressive. If I wanted to say, if you're brand new to Run the Jewels and you're going to listen to me the first time, just look up Run the Jewels 3. It's the third album yeah. and just play it. Yep, just play man. it from start. Like there's, there's, um, you don't get many album albums anymore where like, like the whole uh, thing is cohesive and thing works together. You know, mm-hmm. the whole thing is like this thing. And there's very few artists that do that anymore. Kendrick Lamar will do that. Kendrick Lamar's albums feel like a whole artistic statement. Mm-hmm. Run the Jewels is the same way. There's a flow there and it's and it's um if you listen to what they're saying, it's pretty hard to swallow a lot of times. Like they don't pull any punches. Um they'll say the things that you're thinking and not thinking and make mm-hmm. you think different things. And uh, so I would say if you're going to put it on Run the Jewels 3, turn your bass down because the bass is like the bass in my car is like set to negative three. And I know that people around me, if I'm listening to it, hear me down the block. And it's like I don't know how he's he's mixing that (laughs) to be like that. Right. But, you know, I like in my private time, I listen to like a lot of Run the Jewels um, because like on Tuesday nights when I hang out, it's a lot of like old school rock and country. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. it's kind of like a way to kind of like balance myself out and i've listened to, to everything possible that pearl jam has to offer yes. allison chains and Soundgarden, and all those like i've listened to that music and it was time for me to kind of like not listen you know like see what else is out there because yeah if, if, if this can connect with me so so much there's so much music that is just as that i don't know about yet, yeah you know and and uh so i'm trying to turn that knob a little bit and see if any other radio stations come in you nice. know I love that. I've I've been tripping out too because I've there's like a whole swath of young musicians that are sort of emulating and copying the early '90s sound. There's like a new grunge movement, and I'm like, it's like a whole new swath of stuff, but it's different, but it's the same. And I'm like, I also need to tune out of this too. Yeah, <laughs> your yeah. reminder of Run the Jewels. I'm like, yep, I need some Run the Jewels. I think. <laughs> Man, those guys are just are just incredible. I and, love it. Uh, uh, my wife isn't a big fan. <laughs> no, nope, no. You know, um, but 
I just, they make me feel the same way I felt when I was 16, listening to Rage Against the Machine. Yeah. It was just like, they're, they're kind of tapping into like an unknown, like frequency that I, yeah. you know, there, there's something in there that's just like, oh yeah, yeah, I can listen to this for, for a good long time. And, yeah. and you can also like just listen to interviews with them and you're like, wow, these guys are just phenomenal to listen to. Talk to Killer, you. Killer Mike is, is his he is a he's a not an anomaly but he he yeah like you said he pulls no punches in his music he also pulls no punches in who he is as a public figure like he gives zero fucks and it's so uh, it's such a good example he's such a cool I really admire that i really admire somebody who can just say i'm just me yeah take it or leave it this that the concept of a full human being is is something that i really learned um got from them you know yeah i i would have um issues with like well i'm illustrating a children's book but all i'm i'm drawing like skull abraham lincoln you know or i'm doing this one <laughs> kind of an owl or i'm now i'm doing a landscape and just kind of being all over the place and it's like well you know a good artist like finds that one thing they do and they just like do it over and over and over and over again hmm. and i don't i don't want to be that i feel like it's okay to be a full human being and listen to run the jewels while i'm illustrating a children's book on yeah <laughs> yeah and i got killer mike just like right behind me you know that's okay because i'm a full human being and i can and i can do that you know and i think uh, i think we, we we'd all be a lot better if we realized that we were full human beings yeah. that have like an entire like like there's no beginning no end spectrum to our emotions and our feelings and our thoughts and they kind of swirl all together and if we just let people be that we'd all be doing a, a lot better I think. i'd feel a lot better if people could just be one thing <laughs> yeah, <laughs> life would be easier Just for sure. One thing that fits yeah. within very narrowly defined terms that make me that I'm comfortable with personally. That'd be mm. awesome. Mm. <laughs> It'd be great. So. It'd be great. well. That's I mean, well, yeah, yeah. I think that's I think that Danny hit it. Like that's part of the part of the issue is it's hard to us for us to look at people that we disagree with as fully realized human beings. And that takes a level of empathy and compassion. That's that's swimming upstream, man. That's the Thomas, the train, Thomas, the train we don't want to get on right. is that certain politicians or public figures that we just want to paint as a, a demonize and, and dehumanize are fully realized human beings too. And I don't know, I think there's, there's a lot of profound, I said it, Steve, profound stuff in what you said, you Danny. I really appreciate you sharing your well-rounded, full-spectrum experience with us. All the frequencies, man. All the frequencies. Forgive me an outlet to actually talk when you sit in the basement and you just talk to yourself. Yeah. It's nice. <laughs> well, man, I'm, I'm very glad that I, you know, I saw that you were having a show, and I'm like, you know, I'm going to go to that. I want to go see what I'm glad you came to. out, man. Yeah, it was so cool. I haven't and seen I'm, you in years. I, it's been a long time, and you're that that piece you did, the life finds a way thing. I don't want to end this without saying, like I I, I dug all your art that was there at the show. I'm like, oh, this is really cool. But that kind of hit me right in the feels. It really that, that that piece, just that expression and the bluebirds, and it just made me think. Like there was a I, it stopped me in my tracks. Mm. Well, that's it, what you want. Well, it really, truly did because it's simple, uh, but it's beautiful. And like, I think that that like I needed to hear that message and I need you know, to see that message. I'm really glad you said that because that's the that's the um, 
that was the billboard piece they put up on yep. the billboard last year. And I saw that and I was like, oh my God, that's so awesome. I saw that the billboard after I saw the print at your show. Yeah, they the the way that came about is, you know, when the pandemic hit, man, you're like, oh, mm-hmm. I don't know. I've watched mm-hmm. way too many movies to know if this is going to end okay. Yeah, you know? right. right. Um, this is going to end like the end of a Stephen King novel. Right. <sighs> Yeah. It, you know, and I would look out my backyard and one of the things that I noticed, and I think we all noticed immediately is how, how wildlife took over right away. when We all locked ourselves up, you yeah. know, like everybody, all the, all the little creatures came, came out, out of hiding, yeah. mm-hmm. you know? And, um, I would sit in my house and I'd look out and I'd see these blue jays and what's going on. And I thought I was going to make a sign for my front yard, just for my neighborhood. Cause I really mm-hmm. felt like this, this important sense of community needed to happen mm-hmm. that, we were going to be okay. So I thought about making a, a, just a sign for my front yard. And then the billboard project came up and I was like, well, instead of from my front yard, I'll just make it and see if they want to stick it on a billboard. And it just, I guess it just resonated with people in the community. So, so I'm thinking like, I need to get one of one of these. So how would people out there that are listening to this get in contact with your work? What's the best way to see Danny or no? Probably Instagram, instagram.com okay. forward slash Danny dot uh, is that's where I stick all my art. You know, sure. I, I wish I was, I was put together enough to have a website and, uh, but I'm just squarespace.com not. dude. No, I, and I episode sponsored by Squarespace. I have a buddy that works for Squarespace. I should have a website, That's so funny. but but I just haven't, uh, I'm too busy like doodling yeah. and stuff. I, you know, well you do you buddy. Yeah, man. You're too punk rock. I get it. Punk rock. There you go. Danny, it's, it's been a delight talking with you. It's been great talking to you guys. Thanks so much, Danny. I really, I'm really grateful you're able to do this and um, we'll have to talk off the mic or, you know, email me uh, if you're going to do any of these uh, new Pearl Jam dates in 2022. So I hope so. I got to take it to St. Louis. So if you get one, let's go. Oh, that would be a lot of fun. I've seen them in St. Louis before. Ah, very good. Very good. Yeah. Well guys, thank you very much for having me on. Let me, yeah, I get all right, later. Take it easy, guys. Bye. I pick his brain about stuff. That'd be cool. We should have him on. Yeah, he's 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 really fascinating. He really knows everything. Mm-hmm. You know, he's heard it all and he's seen it all and he's mm-hmm. you know done everything. So we'll listen to records or whatever. And this this week they threw on the Wailing Jennings. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And um, it's really that old school seventies country mm-hmm. music. But yeah, there's. Um, speaking of frequency, that slide guitar, man, I cannot handle it at all. Oh, I love like, it. Really? I, I are pedal not steel. slide, but still string. Still pedal string steel. Guitar. Yeah, pedal steel. 20, um, like, I just. I could I listen said, to pedal steel all day long, man. <laughs> <laughs> done right. You, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, done right. You know, it's. And I, and I, we were listening to this song, and I'm like, man, you know, this song wouldn't be bad if they Get just rid of the pedal steel. got rid of that steel guitar. And I. <laughs> said that or something along those lines and my buddy throws his hands up in the air oh my god i just <laughs> love it. I like that sounds like heaven to me it brings yeah. you back to being a kid and oh, wow. and uh you know i'm like it, it does not do that for me you know at all right. and it's just funny how how you can have two human beings in the same room listen to the same exact thing and uh have just completely different reactions to it. Yeah, and that's sure. why it's like that. It's like, it's that frequency. 
I, I love that, dude. I am totally going to remember that because I will judge the shit out of somebody else's choices of what they listen to. And it's like, you know what? That's what hits them for whatever, for all the conditioning, all the things they like, their parent, all of it. It all wraps up into that. And if it's, you know, yeah, the radio yeah. station that our body and our minds are tuned to, like I'm tuned Ooh. to this radio station. And then if it doesn't come in on this frequency, I'm not going to listen to it, you know? Yeah. And if I try to move that knob to something else, yep. yeah, a lot of static and a lot of irritants, you know? Yeah. Irritants. So, yeah. I, you know, and I listen to all kinds of great stuff with them, you know, that that's, it's, that's like, uh, it's like a music history class. Oh, yeah. sure. Yeah. And, that'd be and, super. Um, it's like it's like passing the ox cord around on a road trip. You know what I mean? I'd love to do that. That sounds like a great time. Just like sitting spinning records with pe- different people. Like bring bring what you're into. I, I think that I think that we're getting close to the time. So I, this is a great segue, <laughs> right? It's a, this is perfect, right? Oh, I've had a great time. Um, what is uh, what are some of your bona fides in terms of music though? Like what are and you mentioned Pearl Jam, so I may pick your brain. I want to leave some time for that. But like what are what are your top two or three? Or maybe a more interesting question is, what are you currently vibing right now in terms of music that that might surprise us? You know, I have been on a pretty hardcore Run the Jewels kick for like mm. the last year, year and a half, just, re- just discovering all four albums and uh, just kind of like letting Killer Mike dictate my... <sighs> my thought process on a lot of things, you know, they're just, they are to music right now. I don't think I've heard anything hit harder than run the jewels. Like there's no guitar in there, but it is so incredibly feel good, aggressive rage against the machine. Like mm, that I just can't get enough of it, you know, and I've never heard music like it before. I've never heard hip hop produced like that before, like LPs, the way he creates beats and music and the way they flow off each other is just, I can't get enough of it. Well, so uh, they, I know what I'm listening to this week. Yeah. You definitely need to check out run the jewels. They, I mean, they're, yeah, it's almost like when they came, when they hit, it it felt like it's punk. It's like, that's like punk. It's like a punk vibe. It's like, it's like, uh, it, 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 it floored everything else. And you're like, they are, they are, they have something in a, they have lightning in a bottle, right? With this. And it's like, this is, I don't know. It's transgressive. If I wanted to say, if you're brand new to run the jewels and you're going to listen to them the first time, just look up, run the jewels three. It's the third album yeah. and just play it. Just yep, play man. it from start. Like there's, there's, um, you don't get many album albums anymore where like, like the whole uh, thing is cohesive and thing works together. You know, mm-hmm. the whole thing is like this thing. And there's very few artists that do that anymore. Kendrick Lamar will do that. Kendrick Lamar's albums feel like a whole artistic statement. Mm-hmm. Run the Jewels is the same way. There's a flow there and it's and it's um if you listen to what they're saying, it's pretty hard to swallow a lot of times. Like they don't pull any punches. Um, they'll say the things that you're thinking and not thinking and make you think Mm -hmm. different things. And, uh, so I would say if you're going to put it on, run the jewels three, turn your bass down because (laughs) the bass is like the bass in my car is like set to negative three. And I know that people around me, if I'm listening to it, hear me down the block. And it's like, I don't know how he's, he's mixing that (laughs) to be like that. Right. But you know, I like in my private time, I listen to like a lot of run the jewels, um, 
because like on Tuesday nights when I hang out, it's a lot of like old school rock and country. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. it's kind of like a way to kind of like balance myself out. And I've listened to, to everything possible that Pearl Jam has to offer. Yes. Austin Chains and Soundgarden and all those, like I've listened to that music and it was time for me to kind of like not listen, you know, like see what else is out there because yeah. if, if, if this can connect with me so, so much, there's so much music that is just as that I don't know about yet, yeah. you know? And, and uh, so I'm trying to turn that knob a little bit and see if any other radio stations come in. You nice. Know? I yeah. love that. I've, I've been tripping out too. Cause I've, there's like a whole swath of young musicians that are sort of emulating and copying the early nineties sound. There's like a new grunge movement. And I'm like, it's like a whole new swath of stuff, but it's different, but it's the same. And I'm like, I also need to tune out of this too. Yeah. <laughs> Your yeah. reminder of run the jewels. I'm like, yep, I need some run the jewels. I think. <laughs> yeah. Those guys are just, are just incredible. I and, love it. Uh, uh, my wife isn't a big fan. <laughs> Nope. Them, yeah. you know um but i just they make me feel the same way i felt when i was 16 listening to rage against the machine yeah. it was just like they're they're kind of tapping into like an unknown like frequency that i yeah. you know there, there's something in there that's just like oh yeah, yeah i can listen to this for for a good long time and, yeah. and you can also like just listen to interviews with them and you're like wow these guys are just phenomenal to listen to Talk killer to killer mike is is his he is a he's a not an anomaly but he he yeah like you said he pulls no punches in his music he also pulls no punches in who he is as a public figure like he gives zero fucks and it's so uh, it's such a good example he's such a cool I really admire that i really admire somebody who can just say i'm just me yeah take it or leave it this that the concept of a full human being is is something that i really learned um got from them you know yeah I, I would have um, issues with like, well, I'm illustrating a children's book, but oh, I'm, I'm drawing like skull Abraham Lincoln, you know, or I'm doing this one <laughs> on kind of an owl or I'm, now I'm doing a landscape and just kind of being all over the place. And it's like, well, you know, a good artist like finds that one thing they do and they just like do it over and over and over and over again. And I don't, I don't want to be that. I feel like it's okay to be a full human being and listen to run the jewels while I'm illustrating a children's book. On yeah. Tom yeah. and I got killer Mike just like oh, right behind me, you know, that's okay because I'm a full human being and I can, and I can do that, you know? And I think, uh, I think we, we, we'd all be a lot better if we realized that we were full human beings yeah. that have like an entire, like, like there's no beginning, no end spectrum to our emotions and our feelings and our thoughts. And they kind of swirl all together. And if we just let people be that, we'd all be doing a lot better. I think. I'd feel a lot better if people could just be one thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Life would be easier just for sure. One thing that fits yeah. within very narrowly defined terms that make me that I'm comfortable with <laughs> personally. That'd be mm. awesome. Mm. <laughs> It'd be great. So. It'd be great. Well, that's, I mean, well, yeah, yeah. I think that's, I think that Danny hit it. Like that's part of the, part of the issue is it's hard to us for us to look at people that we disagree with as fully realized human beings. And that takes a level of empathy and compassion. That's, that's swimming upstream, man. That's the Thomas, the train, Thomas, the train we don't want to get on right. is that certain politicians or public figures that we just want to paint as a, a demonize and, and dehumanize are fully realized human beings too. And I don't know, I think there's, there's a lot of profound 
I said it, Steve. Profound stuff in what you said, you Danny. I really appreciate you sharing your well-rounded, full-spectrum experience with us. All the frequencies, man. All the frequencies. Give me an outlet to actually talk when you sit in the basement and you just talk to yourself yeah it's nice actually. <laughs> well man i'm i'm very glad that i you know i saw that you were having a show and i'm like you know i'm gonna go to that i want to go see what i'm glad you came to. out man yeah it was so cool i haven't and seen I'm, you in years I, it's been a long time and you're that that piece you did the life finds a way thing i don't want to end this without saying like I, I i dug all your art that was there at the show I'm like oh this is really cool but that kind of hit me right in the feels it really that, that that piece just that expression and the bluebirds. And it just made me think like there was a, I, it stopped me in my tracks. Mm. Well, that's it, what you want. Well, it really truly did. Cause it's simple, uh, but it's beautiful. And like, I think that that, like I needed to hear that message mm. and I needed you know, to see that message. I'm really glad you said that because that's the, that's the, um, that was the billboard piece they put up on yep. a billboard last year i and, saw that and i was like oh my god that's so awesome i saw that the billboard after i saw the print at your show yeah they the the way that came about is you know when the pandemic hit man you're like oh mm-hmm. i don't know i've watched mm-hmm. way too many movies to know if this is gonna end okay you yeah know? right right um this is gonna and, end like the end of a stephen king novel right yeah it you know and i would look out my backyard and one of the things that i noticed and i think we all noticed immediately is how how wildlife took over right away when we all locked ourselves up, you yeah. know, like everybody, all the, all the little creatures came, came out, out of hiding, yeah. mm-hmm. you know? And, um, I would sit in my house and I'd look out and I'd see these blue jays and what's going on. And I thought I was going to make a sign for my front yard, just for my neighborhood. Cause I really mm-hmm. felt like this, this important sense of community needed to happen mm-hmm. that we were going to be okay. So I thought about making a, a, just a sign for my front yard and then the billboard project came up and I was like, well, instead of for my front yard, I'll just make it and see if they want to stick it on a billboard. And it just, I guess it just resonated with people in the community. So, so I'm thinking like, I need to get one of, one of these. So how would people out there that are listening to this get in contact with your work? What's the best way to see Danny or no? Probably Instagram, instagram.com okay. forward slash Danny dot Um, okay. is that's where I stick all my art. You know, sure. I, I wish I was, I was put together enough to have a website and, uh, but I'm just squarespace.com dude. No, I, and I, episode I, sponsored by Squarespace. Uh, I, in the, in... <laughs> I have a buddy that works for Squarespace. I should have a website, That's so funny. but, but I just haven't, uh, I'm too busy like doodling yeah. and stuff. I, you know, well you do you buddy. Yeah, man. You're too punk rock. I get too it. Punk rock. There you go. Danny, it's it's been a delight talking with you. It's been great talking to you guys. Right Thanks on, so man. much, Danny. I really I'm really grateful you're able to do this. And um we'll have to talk off the mic or you know, email me uh if you're gonna do any of these uh new Pearl Jam dates in twenty twenty two. So I hope so. I hope I gotta so. take it to St. Louis. So if you get one, let's go. Oh, that would be a lot of fun. I've seen him in St. Louis before. Ah, very good. Very good. Yeah. Well guys, Thanks, thank Danny. you very much for having me on Yeah. You bet. All right, later. Take it easy, guys.